Okay. Uh, how we sound? Give me your uh, uh, test, test, test. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. All right, ready. Hold on, you said. No, sorry. Here it is, man. This is episode two. We're big time now. We are big, big time. It's your boy Boondock here. This is Fearless Sports. And of course, I got with me uh, the talent of the show, Joe Davidson. What's up, Joe? You're the talent. I'm just sitting here no. basking in your shadow as he, as he brings in another argumentative L.A. hat. Just, we'll discuss <laughs> later. Last week it was the Dodgers. Now it's... No, this is the, the Dodgers hat. What, red? Yeah, let me explain to you what the Dodgers do. This is the brilliant marketing of, of the Dodgers, right? And I know there's a lot of Giants fans in here. They don't want, they don't want to hear this. Our live studio audience. Tonight. Which is why you have to explain yourself. Uh, which is why I'm going to have to explain myself. So here's, here's how it goes down. L.A. at the, at the big Dodgers main store there in, uh, at Chavez Ravine has a uh, hat with, with L.A. on it in every color for every baseball team, right? American and National League. So if you look on their big wall, they have like uh, Toronto Blue Jays colors, whatever. It's LA, right? The one that's my favorite is the San Francisco Giants hat. It's the LA in the orange and black. Ah. It's my favorite because I hate the Giants. Yeah, well, it's probably mutual. But that's, oh, what, that's what's fun is. about sports. And one thing we will touch on that we kind of touched on last week yeah. is, are you back full bore on sports? Are you tired of the political um, theme? Mm. Uh, should there be a time and place? Uh, can you balance it better? Uh, what do the consumer want? Uh, what's the athlete want? Um, you know, that's something we'll touch on later. You were kind of, you know, and, and you, yeah. you're not sure. And you're, you're a Dodger fan and you're not sure you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go in person? There's a difference in... You know, you want to watch them on TV or hear them on the radio. Yeah. As compared to going all the way to L.A. Which I do watching. Like the last few years, well, my whole life I've, I've, you know, I've lived up here for a long time. Grew up in L.A., uh, moved up here when I was in high school, and I used to go to games down in L.A. all the time. And I still do, uh, up until this last year, when COVID hit and everything else. Um, and then I was having some issues with, with some of the politics, but I, I tried to, you know, pretend like I wasn't seeing it. Um, but now it's like so much in my face. Now there's nothing I can do. I, I have to notice it and I have to, I have to act. So what I tell my daughter and stuff is, hey, I do not like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that but I'm going to go down to the game and check it out anyway. It's just like Coke. It's just like Coke, right? Coke with their, you know, with their the little thing that came out where like be less white and they're doing, you know, they're like anti the Georgia voter ID law and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no more Coke. We're not allowed to have Coke. So this is tough for me because in some of my favorite restaurants, they'll have like the Coke products or like in Subway, if I want to go grab a quick Subway, it's all Coke products. I have to go buy the Subway, then go to the store and get a Pepsi. Like that's what I have to do. And it's all because of these clowns messing up my world. Well, you know, <laughs> could you imagine sitting at a baseball game 
with Keith Brooks. I mean, it wouldn't be dull. <laughs> no, you more no. beer, security on alert. Oh. So if you'll notice, I wore a uh, Milwaukee. I saw that. Which is uh, kind of championing the, the small market Yeah, team. I like that. And, you know, we touched on it last week. Uh, what what helps what what helps balance the NBA? Well, you have the large market, the Los Angeles, Clippers, Lakers, New York, um, Brooklyn, yeah. uh, Chicago, Miami, um, you know, the, the, the Warriors. And then you have the small market, Sacramento, mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Orlando, Phoenix, smaller, even though it's got... Uh, smaller. Uh, yeah, it still has uh, hockey, has NFL, um, you know, but not a, a major city. Yeah. And so I think sometimes you, we, we kind of root for the underdog. And, and yeah. if the Milwaukee Bucks could get past Atlanta... That's the first time the Bucks will be in the NBA Finals since 1971, yeah, which is, you know, so crazy. so it shows. And Utah's been in the Finals, uh, 97, well, like, 98, yeah. when, when the Bulls finished them off. Right. Uh, so it can be done. Portland Trailblazers won it all in 1977 with, uh, with Bill Walton. It can be done. The Kings had... I covered the Kings inside and out for the Sacramento Bee when they were yeah. close right. to getting to the Finals. Um, but as we talked about before, Keith, you, you got to draft well. You better trade well, otherwise you won't, because you're not a free agent destination. So you talk about Giannis, uh, you know, the Greek freak. Um, that's an all-time talent. Is he gone? No, if they win it, I don't think so, no, or if they get staying. close. Um, and that's a topic we'll touch on later. Yeah. Most influential players in NBA history, uh, Giannis might be a global trend-setting guy because he's a foreigner. Yeah. Much like Dirk Nowitzki was, mm-hmm. and Vladi Divac, and uh, it makes the NBA a, a global appeal it's been a global appeal for a while and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah we're gonna hit that because i i read the thing that came out that talked about the four most influential nba players ever and i was reading it and looking at it subjective list super subjective i'm not i'm not like devastatingly angry at it although it's very much like 1985 on, right? Not even that. It felt like more like 2005 on. It did, but Jordan's on it. And, okay, you know, you're right. 80, so 80 mid 80s. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm coming. I'm going way back, right? I remember watching Jordan in North Carolina, uh, James Worthy, and those guys, you know, in the NCAA uh, tournament, and then coming to the Bulls uh, and them sucking for a long time. Jordan would drop 65 points and they'd lose by a point. You know, like it was like it was, it was. Uh, that's probably the most influential that I've seen outside of of maybe one other guy that I'm going to put on my list right. I'll do a little bit later. Right, and the Jordan thing is for, you know, it's a, that list that uh, we're going to touch on, um, you know, we have to keep in mind that there's generations and yeah. eras. The yeah. NBA didn't start in 1983. I it know. started It started um, way back in the late 40s, and there were trendsetters there. Um, the World Wide Web, television, the NBA playoffs, the NBA championships uh, into the early 80s were still on tape delay. Could yeah. you imagine? No, I remember watching it on tape delay. Yeah, the finals. I do too. I yeah. do too. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't in really, it wasn't really until like what, the late 80s, early 90s when, when. I, I think it was by once Magic Johnson and Larry Bird got warmed up and going, I yeah. think uh, by certainly by 84 when they were both in the finals for yeah. the first time, that that was massive ratings. Yeah, that was uh, massive. And then Jordan really helped elevate it to another. He, he became a global brand. Yeah. And when they did the Dream Team in the Olympics in 1992, God, Jordan was, good, was the man. biggest global yeah. athlete maybe since uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, and... You know, and I think people appeal to a Jordan because uh, everybody could play basketball. Yeah. They can't play to his level, but not everybody uh, boxes like Muhammad Ali. You don't no. see a lot of kids. But Jordan boxing. also was like, so he was that cool, like 
I hated Jordan because I hated Chicago because I was a Boston Celtics fan. But, you know, with the tongue out and his swag. And the big just, shorts and the yeah, shaved head. Yeah, he, yeah. Just was, he just was cool, man. Yeah. And so everything that he did, um, it just kind of elevated the game. Um, okay, so. Uh, and we all wanted, I mean, just for one minute in a pickup game, we all wanted to have a flash oh. where we could. Yeah, hang Juke a little somebody, bit. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not above the rim, but just kind of. Dr. J was influential Ooh, decades earlier, yeah, but was. to have that, you know, we admire athletes like that because they do things we can only fantasize about. Yeah, and um, and and it is a true fantasy because when I tried to, out for my high school basketball team and got cut, and then I was like, no, I'm really good. No, no, bro, you're not good. And it was one of the guys <laughs> that actually was the assistant coach for the for the uh, for the uh, Kings. I can't remember who it was now. It's, it's, I'm blanking on it, but he was an assistant coach, a coach for the Kings, I think, in 2014. He came over, and he was my old high school basketball coach. And he didn't know. We had him on the show when I was at Sports 1140, and we came on, and we were talking about it. And he was like, hey, you know, and I was like, hey, man, yeah, it was good. I'm glad that you're over with the Kings now. Vance so, Wahlberg? Wahlberg, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I That's was why like, we're here. Advanced, man. And I said, hey, man, do you, do you remember coaching at Newark Memorial High School? And he said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, did you go to Newark Memorial? I said, yeah, I even tried out for the basketball team. And you cut me, you bastard. So it was. He probably uh, didn't like your goatee. Well, probably, probably, probably wasn't that slick back yeah, then. It was really. not that. I, I <laughs> There's couldn't no grow growth. any. I couldn't grow <laughs> any hair back then. Uh, we've got a few things going on. So we're going to talk a little bit about those influential players. I want to talk about uh, where we left off last week a little bit about. Am my back full, full bore with, with sports? I kind of give it away a little bit, but uh, I'm going to tell you why I've come to the conclusion that I have. And, um, and also, we've got a guy who's going to come on who was big in high school sports here. Um, his name is Ron Martin, system uh, football coach out there at Oak Ridge High School. We're going to have him come on. He's also a business owner here in town. He's going to talk about uh, some high school sports, going to talk about his business, going to talk about how COVID um, kind of impacted uh, this area in Eldorado Hills. And But first... And, and, and you know what? One thought on Ron. He's a guy who's in the community, and he has uh, worked with kids who are in the NFL now, That's like uh, Ian Book could talk about Ian the Book. character, That's and right. it just shows that sports community business owners can all blend. Yeah, and I really want to get some input on on Ian because uh, I was a big Ian fan when he went uh, when he was here, and then and goes then, Notre Dame, and then he went to Dame, and I mm -hmm. liked Dame, and I watched him play, and then he became like the all time. Like winning this guy, winning this guy which over is something. It. That is something. That's the first thing you Joe put Montana on your resume. Joe Montana played yeah. there, yes. man. So um, I think did Joe Theismann play? Joe Theismann he played. He did. There. Yeah. So I mean, there's been some great quarterbacks. Th Theismann in '72 or '73 was a Heisman contender. Yeah. And his name was Theismann. Theismann, right? Yeah. And so the PR guy, public relations <laughs> guy for Notre Dame, said, "Let's let's tweak your name a little bit and yeah. have fun with this." Thigh, you know, Theismann for the Heisman, yeah. which just screams of ego. Yeah. And and if you know Joe Theismann, he certainly embraced that. He really uh, does. I've and and he never changed it back. No, he never went back. And he never won the Heisman yeah, either. Yeah. yeah, And then they asked his dad years later, how do you pronounce it, Theismann or Theismann? Theismann. Yeah. Of course it's Theismann. Uh, but what we're going to do real quick here is this is going to be new on the show is we've got our headlines and Bradley is going to be doing our headlines for us. She'll read the headlines and you and I will kind of bounce back and forth on it. So Bradley... What do you got for us? All right, guys. So a couple topics. First Hi. thing I want to talk about is uh, the Clippers-Suns game. Oh, yes, the Clippers-Suns game. So starts out, they're down two starters, right? The Clippers are not mm -hmm. looking good. Mm -hmm. They're facing elimination. They go to their boy, Paul George. 
career performance. Ty Lu comes in, some adjustments. They end up sweeping like with a five game victory with forty one points, winning that game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that the Clippers can win this series? You know, you're the basketball guy, right? You've been riding and covering the Kings for years. Uh, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna. I'll give you my opinion, but I want your opinion I'm first. I'm going to go bold. Let's hope not. I think that what's fun about the NBA is a team like the Phoenix Suns, uh, an upstart, only been in the finals twice, 1976, lost to your Celtics, um, and then 1993, um, Charles Barkley, Danny Ainge, Dan, uh, Marley, and those guys John lost Paxson. to... Exactly. Lost to the Chicago Bulls during the great run. Um, I, I'm... I'm pulling for Phoenix. We're not supposed to root, but we could do it here yeah, uh, yeah, on the yeah. show. And, and I, I'm and drinking on the show. It's exactly right. And and Phoenix better win this series. When you're yeah. up three one and you're on a cusp, you'd better finish. Yeah. And we talked last week about um, legacy. And when you talk about legacy for the Clippers right now, that's something that uh, doesn't seem to be with, be within the grasp of. Um, Kawhi Leonard. He's been banged up. We yeah. don't know how serious he is. So Paul George has come up, and Paul has had, um, you know, how good is he? And, and and I think it rankled a lot of traditional sports fans when he was kind of shopping around, where do I want to play next? Let's build a super team here. And Phoenix is appealing because uh, we talked about him last week is, um, um, you know, Chris Paul. Yeah. How great is Chris Paul? Dude. He's a good player. He's a great player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But he is this playoff so series well this shows team. him that he's, he's great. Yeah. He's yeah. great. He's helped elevate DeAndre... Um, Aiden, the first round, uh, first pick of the draft in 2018. Second pick was Marvin Bagley. We won't bemoan that. <laughs> but um, so I think it's a feel good story to see yeah. Phoenix. Nobody saw this coming. Phoenix has come a long ways, and it's like we talked about earlier, Keith, and last week. Um, you know, Phoenix was not a free agent destination, so you better draft well. Yeah, and Devin Booker, ever. great draft, and and um, DeAndre Ayton is a great draft pick, mm-hmm. and you get a good trade and getting uh, Chris Paul. So they're right there. Monty Williams, the coach, is, is somebody to root for. He's yep. uh, faced absolute tragedy, lost his wife um, mm-hmm. a few years ago, and and he's a beloved coach and, and figure. And um, it would be a quite a Herculean effort for the Clippers to win it. They they've trailed two zero in all these playoffs so yeah, far. So if they yeah. could do it, they've earned it. But I'm I'm go Suns. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think um I don't think they have the ability to be able to uh combat what Phoenix is just too deep. Um from what I've seen, Phoenix is too deep. Uh they do have I know they were at home last they lost at home last night. Uh, grand but, opportunity. Place yeah. was electric. Oh uh, it was. But they'll be back and uh if it goes seven games and I just don't see that happening. I, 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 so growing up in L.A., I hated the Lakers. It's because my dad loved the Lakers. You know, my dad went to uh, UCLA. I went to SC. Like, there's, like, there's always been this little. I love my dad, but it's like I, I hated the Lakers. So I rooted for the Clippers, even though they were in San Diego at the time. Then they went to L.A. I'm a big Kawhi Leonard fan. I like Paul George. Um, I, I was a big fan of. Um, of the coach, the head coach over there, it, just until last year. Oh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. I was a big fan when he was a player. I was a big fan when he went he's to the a Celtics. Good, he's a good guy, too. Yeah, that makes I, him easy to root for. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. So um, so I, I, I like them, but I, I like that Phoenix Suns uh, story a little bit better. And if it were the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Pucks in the finals, there might not be that many people watching, but it's going to be exciting. It would be an entertaining yeah, series. And it's new blood. Series. Yeah, It's new blood. We don't see Phoenix would be in the finals for just the third time since 76. Yeah. Franchise started in 68 or so. 
and the Bucks uh, have only been around since like '68 or so, and this would be just their second. So it's new blood, which I think helps inspire you know maybe some more viewers. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. All right, what's our next headline? All right, so next thing that's coming up in our headlines that I think would be good to talk about is Tom Brady. No, you love that. You're so excited. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Let's talk about him. Let's get it. Let's talk about him well, right now. He has so HBO ass. released a trailer of their upcoming series of The Shop Uninterrupted. Yeah. And Tom Brady gives us a clip of him saying, and I quote, one of the well, one of the teams that he was interested, and I quote, weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking you're really sticking with that. Can I say bad words? Uh, you abbreviated a little yes. bit. With that M effort. <laughs> that salty language insert that expletive here. Very, very bad word. Um, yeah. Basically, he was, you know, saying that a team that he was maybe into and kind of shopping for before he went to the Bucks wasn't that interested in, interested in him at the end. Yeah. And Refreshing. He yeah. couldn't wait to stick it to their current QB afterwards. And he won't say who it is. Right, right. And I want to know who you think he's talking about. Uh, so it could I be... I think a, it could be two guys. It, yeah, I think it could be... Well, I think it could be a few, but I think the most likely is that it's Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco because I know he wanted to go to San Francisco because he's... Uh, that was his team growing up. Joe and he's, and he's, he grew up in San Mateo, which is right there. And yeah. Loves Joe Montana's his favorite player of all time. Um, that's his team. I know he wanted to play for them. And then when it, when there was an opportunity for him to come, I know that, that you said that they actually talked to him. Um, but obviously they did talk to him. There was a little bit of interest, but they went ahead and stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo, which I said they shouldn't have done. I think they would have won two Super Bowls with, with Tom Brady. But be that as it may, that's who I think is. The only other person I think it might be is, uh, what's his name in Chicago? Uh, Trubisky. Yes. Um, what I said a moment ago, uh, I thought it was refreshing to hear. Not, not you know, that he's ripping on somebody, but yeah. Tom Brady for 20 amazing seasons has really kept it to the vest. He's not never been in any kind of controversy. Very quiet, too. Very quiet. Never seems to say anything controversial. Mm. Um, and so good for him for sticking it to somebody. And I can understand, Keith, why maybe the 49ers passed. Um you know he's he's an old guy in the NFL, okay, and, and, and he just is. And, and uh, but he's he but what he won the Super Bowl, right? Right, but <laughs> but he what he did galvanized his greatness. Oh yeah, and yeah. I don't think anybody and you're a big uh, Tom Brady fan. I don't think anybody would have been surprised had he hit the wall during yeah. last no, season. No, I was expecting it, and yeah. and you're almost bracing for it. Yeah, and it doesn't happen. And no. so he, so in hindsight, the Niners should have done it. But it's. And the other thing that a lot of people don't know about, and I've reported on it before, because uh, you know when Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, you're looking for a local angle, and Tom Brady's best friend growing up, and I forget his name, is the longtime administrator at a high school in Grass Valley, Nevada Union High School, and superintendent. And Tom's very close to his mother, right? Who still lives in San Mateo, and she's battled cancer. It's been pretty grim. There's a couple of years she couldn't go to games. That's she right. went to games uh, last season, so she's so I think that appeal to being near home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. was appealing. And so, um, you know, it's, it's um, uh, and we talked about this last week, Keith is, you know, Oh, Tom Brady, we're tired of Tom Brady. Well, well then root for greatness anyways, because I mean, you don't see guys like him. Yeah. We're not going to see, 
Well, I can see guys playing 20 years in the no, NFL. No, you won't Not see that. that position. You'll see guys that are good. You'll see guys that had as much talent as he did. You're never going to see anybody as great as he was because and, there's and, other things, there's other intangibles. And sure. we can even ask the coach. We'll ask him when he comes on here as well. But, you know, you're not going to see anything like that again. Right, yeah. right. I mean, the, the, the one guy I thought had the opportunity to do it would be Aaron Rodgers because he's so good. Right. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers' greatness is also the thing that holds him back, I think. His his His... Ability is 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 also what holds him back. His desire to want to hit the grand slam home run all the time is the thing that screws him in the end all the time. And uh, a lot like Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, a lot like when Brett you're Favre. when you're blessed, Keith, with a with an arm like that, you use it. But sometimes yeah. it does get you in yeah, trouble. It gets you in yeah. trouble, man. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was uh, the problem with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and, and and I started off being happy about that, but now I kind of like Aaron Rodgers, so I'd like to see him do well. All right, what's our next one? All right, so next I want to talk about the uh, this situation. Yeah. With I like that guy. NC State being ruled ineligible by the NCAA. Oh yeah. In what sport? This is uh, this is the college baseball series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, at first I was thinking football, basketball, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So on Saturday, there was the College World Series game between Vanderbilt, or I don't know if it was that was when it was announced or when the game was, but I know that it was announced that NC State was now ineligible Mm -hmm. after playing the game because they had players that tested positive for COVID. Right. And they were thrown out of the championship of the College World Series. I mean, that's, I mean, these are kids. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, They commented that the NCAA and the committee regret that NC State student athletes and, and coaching staff will not be able to continue in the championship in which they earned the right to participate. Yep. Um, and I can't imagine how devastating this is for these kids. Lifetime I, devastation. I, I mean, that, that just breaks my heart. That's a huge, you know, huge thing. Do you think that the NCAA made the right decision with this? Uh, so, uh, uh, real quickly, I'll say, so what happened um, was that you know, NCAA or NC State was playing Vanderbilt, lost that game, double elimination. They had a chance to play again to go to the championship game. They had two guys test positive for uh, COVID. Uh, then they uh, then four others tested positive for COVID. Those were vaccinated players, right? So, um, so they couldn't play. So they played with like thirteen players or something. Like they they had their nine on the field. They had four pitchers, and that's it. And they got beat. I can't even what the total score was. NC State's never been to the championship uh, game before. Um, probably the best team in college baseball though this year, and had an opportunity to play again so that they could uh, beat Vanderbilt and go to the championship game, which I think that they would have done even with them being, um, you know, lamed up with, with only, you know, 14 players, whatever that they had. Uh, NCAA, after that game, even though those players didn't play, uh, they went ahead and played that game anyway. And then in the middle of the night, the NCAA decided they were going to go ahead and pull their eligibility. So they, so they couldn't play. They said they couldn't play. They had to uh, be disqualified. Vanderbilt got to go to the championship game uh, by default. The and game it, wasn't played. It was a, it was vacated game. Right. Yeah, it was a vacated game. Um, and this, to me, this is crappy anyway. NC State, I think, would have won the championship, and I and I was rooting for them this year, much like with the Phoenix Suns or with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but what what pisses me off more than than this is the overall theme that the NCAA is is so 
is so they're like it's it's like a it's like a communist country you know they're just they just they have this amazing power that they wield on these kids all the time and i don't want to be like poor kids all the time but at the same time what they did and the way they did it is really reminiscent of the kind of crap that they've pulled with with college basketball, with college football. It's always got to be their way or the highway. They never listen to anybody. There's no open discussion about anything. And the way they did it to me was just really, really shady. So, The NCAA, the governing body, um, it, it's going to say uh, that it's enforcing its rules. And I, I haven't looked into it thoroughly, but I, I would imagine there was some language in the paperwork that if there's positive tests, you guys are subject to be removed. Mm-hmm. Okay, we accept that. Um, but I think the other thing, Keith, is people were tired of COVID interrupting uh, a player and, and even um, Chris Paul for the Phoenix Suns missed two or three games because mm-hmm. of of. of protocols and um it is devastating and you would think that um i think it's unfortunate i think it's the wrong call you can understand i think to a degree if you really try to understand the whole thing that um you know hey if we have any positive tests we gotta you know you're done yeah um it's but almost, they let them play that game. You right. know, they and, pulled those players out and let them play. I know that there was COVID protocol, but it's like they let them play that game and they, but they're not gonna let them play the next one. Right. It's just, it, it just and then that happened in some didn't that happen in the World Series where uh, I mean there was it's it's so tricky. Um find a way to make it happen. Yeah, you gotta find a way. And you know, opinion. if you have to get behind closed doors and say, hey, make everybody adhere and I, I did some stories, um, you know, UC Davis women's basketball went to a uh, the NC two A tournament. Um it was down all the NC two A tournament games were in San Antonio and nobody was allowed to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you were yeah. bunkered in and they understood you either accept it or you don't come. And they did, and it took away the whole tourism aspect. They couldn't go out. Every, yeah. Everything was in the hotel, all the team meetings and meals and all that. That's how um, the NFL is going to be this year. Yeah, and, and they, um, the players were so excited to be there. Yeah, man. Um, but, you know, and so Stanford wins the championship for women's basketball. Um, and the one underlying thing is, you know, we, we felt so um, sheltered in. Yep. Um, people are ready for that era to end. Yeah, they are. Um, and let's hope we're, we're, we're getting past all that. Um, you know, our guest, uh, Ron Martin, could certainly understand that the high school football season, high school football is huge in America, especially uh, including around here. Around the here. High, Getting a high school football game in this spring, the season was moved from the fall to the spring yeah. to kind of get some um, – distance there was a nightmare yeah. there were so yeah. many reschedulings um and games that didn't happen so uh um the specter of covid it, it, it's it's just it's still there it's gonna it's gonna happen again could happen in the nba finals good we'll have to see how it goes all right our final story here and then after this we'll take a quick uh break and then we're going to be uh bringing our our uh, assistant football coach on here ron martin we'll talk to him in just a few minutes so our last headline bradley what you got so uh, last one is, is a pretty big one. I'm sure, you know, obviously you guys are aware. Carl Nassib for the Vegas Raiders. Ugh. That's weird to say. It's a stupid thing to um, say. Just say Raiders. Yeah. He, <laughs> came, he came out as the first openly gay NFL active NFL player mm-hmm. um, in the, you know, in pro football. And he said that it's because he feels supported by his friends and his family and he's ready to, you know, to come out and make that journey. How do you think that the fans of the team, of him, of football, of sports in general, will respond? Bradley, thank you for the headlines. Uh, I, I will, uh, I'll, I'll 
say something real quick. I'll, I'll throw it to you, and then we'll we'll take our quick break. But um, it doesn't matter to me um, ever. Like, like I, I never, I never think to myself, I'll bet you that guy uh, bangs a lot of chicks, right? Like I don't, I, I don't, I just, it doesn't matter. And, and then, oh, that guy probably doesn't like chicks. Maybe, you know, I never thought about Tim Tebow not having sex with anybody. I didn't, you know, I just. It just or AC Green, which is why you didn't AC like the Lakers. Green, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I've, it's, it's never been a thing for me. I know there are a handful of people that might get hung up on it. Um, I certainly don't think it'll be a big thing in the NFL. Not, not, not in today's NFL, not in today's you know, I, I totally sports, agree. I know? totally agree. And you know, kudos to Carl. And yeah. you know, people say, "Well, what's the big deal?" Well, this is a there, there's not a more macho sport in the yeah. history of the world than football, yeah. than like, NFL ah, rugby, football. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's true, <laughs> uh, but certainly not on the uh, the uh, certainly not in America. And, yeah. and and on the, the whole appeal, and it's the number one sport, and yeah. the, it's a billion dollar deal. Yeah. And if he feels that he needed to come out to to find peace, and he's got a supportive. Um, team and the league has stood behind him that's great um and i think anybody who you know fans well her question was you know well what what will fans say well there's always the idiot fan there'll be a couple of idiots and they're fans. gonna taunt him and all that um and maybe you know what they're less than than zero those yeah. guys and 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 then the hardcore raider fans those who are still in la or those who are still in oakland um they just want him to play yeah. be a good player be a good player do what you do um you know and, and just be a dominant player or a good player good citizen they don't care otherwise we'll see how he is as a player he's a third round draft pick um i i, I can't even remember where he got draft where, where he went when he first got drafted, I can't even remember. Um, we'll see. I mean, he's made the team. We'll, we'll see, or we think he made. Well, some some people have suggested that. Well, now he's gonna. He just guaranteed himself a spot on the roster, and the Raiders couldn't uh, cut. That's ridiculous. That's I, overthinking it. It it is overthinking it. Um, I I I do think though that uh, th there's a little bit of of truth to that. Like, I don't think he did it because of that, but there certainly is the the possibility that if they were to cut him. They would take a lot of heat, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it may. I don't think it'll happen. We'll see what happens with it. But, but th those would be critics, quote unquote, you know, fans um, who say that you know oh, they cut him because uh, you know he shouldn't have been cut because he came out. Well, that's that's absurd. And yeah. those people aren't at practice. No, and we know how competitive football. But you know is. how people are. You know how people are. Yeah, they, training they camp starts. Stuff, Keith, yeah. you know, you've been in NFL training camp. They start with 120 guys, and then you whittle it down to a 60 man roster. Yeah. There's a lot of it's. It's yeah. hard to make. I know. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing. What, what if he makes it? Uh, we'll have to see. Like I said, he. he uh, I didn't. I didn't know about him until right. Exactly. Until, until and, and I think he's genuine, and I don't think he wants it to be a story. No, every I don't week. think so either. Um, I don't think so either. And he just, uh, you know, kind of Tim Tebow. Oh well, you know, Tim Tim. Tebow was trying out for the Jacksonville Jaguars because he knows Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer That's was right. his coach in Florida. That's right. Urban knows his character. He knows he's a hardworking guy. Probably not going to make the team. He may not make the um, team. And it's not something, you know, hey, he, they're friends. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hey, coach, can goes. I can I yeah. work out for you? That guy looks like an atlas. Yeah, yeah. You you could you certainly could, uh, looks you the could, part. Sure, but oh. but he doesn't just because you he's a friend and he uh, gave him an opportunity, but it doesn't mean he's going to give him a job. Yeah, well, have to he has to earn that. that. Goes. Uh, we appreciate uh, the headlines. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to listen from our sponsors here in just a couple of seconds, and then when we come right back, we'll have uh, Ron Martin come on. He is the former assistant football coach at Oak Ridge High School, and uh, also as a local business owner as well. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's it? Oh, is that one off? Yeah. 
Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Yeah, that one's still that one's still going. All right, welcome back to Fearless. Uh, we are uh, here, and we're going to introduce our guests here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm Boondock, a.k.a. Keith Brooks, and that is Joe Davidson, uh, the uh, famous uh, esteemed writer for the Sacramento Bee. Uh, you know, been writing sports and talking sports for... Pre-internet, baby. Pre-internet and before I was even born. So <laughs> no, not, not quite uh, that long. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I've heard. Uh, so, uh, yeah, listen, I'm... Uh, I mean, 29 this year, so... Yeah, you know, I, I just turned 35, uh, yeah. give or take. Yeah, so you started when you 20. were like seven or right. whatever. Yeah, no, I get it. It was a six-year-old six prodigy. <laughs> and some people go, really? Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> I'll milk it. could it. be. Yeah. yeah, when I was working for uh, CBS, CBS had me on the website, and uh, for uh, they were like, we're going to... They were like, how old are you, right? And this was like a few years after we started this whole thing. And like I, was, I had already been on uh, 100.5 for years, and they're like, you know, the internet was starting to get big, and websites were getting big, and they're like, um, hey, we need a bio from you. How old are you? And I was like, I'm 34. And they're like, cool. You're 29, and, and we're going to have you at 29. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, I tell women I'm 29 anyway, so we can go. So then, so then they did that, and for like five years on the website, it was just 29. Like, never the, changed it. The ageless wonder. Yeah, Keith right? Brooks. It's un unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and then people would be like, how'd you get your hair so white? And like, bro, I got hold. That's I what was happened. married. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of times that happens, yeah. Uh, so we're back, and uh, we're, we're going to uh, introduce our guests in just a couple of seconds. Uh, recapping, you know, we've got uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, one game away from being able to close this thing out and go to the NBA Finals. Uh, we're going to talk about whether or not I'm going to be watching those NBA Finals, whether or not I'm going to be watching the NFL this year, Major League Baseball. We'll get to that in probably about uh, eight to ten minutes or so. But and, first, and fans... Yeah, you know, or, or, or the same way. There's a lot of fans. I don't know if I want to watch. I don't know if I want to keep you know having the political undertones. Yeah, yeah. And you may have others say, you know what? I'm going to ignore any political undertones. I just want to see action. I, I will see say the this. Bucks. I want to see the Suns. I want to see who's who's in the, the I, last two I teams think standing. Good. Like I think really big NBA and sports fans are watching the ratings, which had been tanking. For the last few years, and was down like I think seventy percent from the year prior uh, in these finals, uh, uh, spiked yes. and went up. And since LeBron James is out, yeah. So um, I don't know if that's the correlation. I think new it blood, is, but and, and we're know. we're seeing some incredible performances. Yeah, uh, Giannis, uh, Paul George, uh, Trey Young. Some of these guys are just God. Trey Young, remarkable. Dude. I mean, have we not to get long winded here? But some of these, so many forty point outings, dude. And I, I that didn't happen during the the eighties. No, I mean Jordan. My Jordan even didn't do that very often. No, but I mean the game is a little. I mean it's a lot different. A lot, a lot more three point shooting. Yeah. I yeah. mean you got three point shooting. You've got guys that will chuck the ball up at any point in right. time. It's a lot of guys who are not great scorers, but then you've got guys like Trey Young who that's what they do. That's right. all they do. They're playing defense. They shoot the ball. 
Steph Curry style. Um, you know, don't expect him to play defense. Don't expect his his ankles and his wrists to hold up. Uh, but man, he can hit that three right. from anywhere on the planet. Um, all right, so let's introduce our guest uh, with us right now. He is the former assistant football coach at Oak Ridge High School. Also uh, owns one of my favorite places here in El Dorado Hills. Uh, it is uh, the El Dorado Saloon, and um, it's Ron Martin, man. How you doing, buddy? Uh, excellent. Uh, I really appreciate you having me out here, and yeah. you know, with both you know Keith and, and Joe, I think uh, you know it's exciting to listen to you guys and be part of this conversation. Yeah, man. Well, we're we're really excited because when Joe and I were first talking, we uh, one of the things we wanted to do is is you know Joe has covered uh, high school sports for so long, and uh, in this area with Folsom High and Oak Ridge, you know well with with you know, those two schools going at it and, um, at a lesser degree, Ponderosa, I have to throw that in there because my daughter goes there. Um, it's, it, high school football is so big. It's been so huge. And you've been at the epicenter of it because you were at Oak Ridge and, uh, up until just recently, and you had a guy who played at Oak Ridge and then went to Notre Dame and has now been drafted by the New Orleans Saints. You must be super proud. I know you're close with them. I see your, uh, your social media, Ian Book. Tell us what it was like to have him around and to coach him. And what kind of character he was then and now. Yeah, uh, so, you know, Ian, uh, he comes from, one, he comes from a great family. And I think that, uh, he, that, that you see that. Um, and you watch him through high school and yeah. Notre Dame, his experiences there. I mean, he's always been, um, I think, the guy so far in his career that uh, not everybody's on board uh, right. with him. Um, you know, and if you if you watch him, if you follow him, I mean, you believe in him. Uh, but it comes from his uh, family upbringing. I've been fortunate to know the Book family for, uh, you know, when Ian was nine years old. Wow. Uh, so him and my, uh, and my son Brock are, are very good friends. Uh, and uh, the Martin and the books are, are just good family friends. And so we got to uh, coach him. I got to coach him as a youth player, uh, his very first game as a quarterback. He face planted. Wow. Yeah, he, you he know. face planted. We, I've <laughs> talked to him about it in story, not to interrupt you. And yeah. he got up and he had to pull the, the grass <laughs> out of his face mask. And he goes, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. And his dad said, you could, you're not quitting. Yeah, his uh, they gave him all the support. I gave him support, but I did tell him that uh, no, you're 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 going back in the game, and yeah. um, you know yeah, I, I believe in you, and uh, you know we're just going to run the ball right now. You don't have to do anything exciting. <laughs> this is on you. Just hand off. Just yeah. hand it off for right now. Be a game manager, yeah. my man. <laughs> so yeah, but you know you, you see where that kind of led to him. Um, it's he's building confidence, and when Ian builds confidence. Um, you start to see uh, the greatness come out of him. Yeah. Um, that's what happened when I uh, finished up at Oak Ridge, uh, you know, going in, I think, into Oak Ridge. I don't think anybody expected him to do what, you know, he did. And he had a very good high school career. Uh, and Notre Dame, uh, you know, noticed that and, uh, got, you know, offered him. And I think when he went to Notre Dame, I think it surprised um, a lot of people. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, the people knew him that uh, we were excited because you got to give him some time. And I think he, you know, it took him about a year to kind of figure this out. And uh, that confidence kept building. And then you see what he did. Look, look how he finished at Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, I mean, that's great that was, competitor. That was great, amazing great thing. field general. Not the biggest guy. Uh, I remember... Um, when he was in high school and he was a sophomore and Oak Ridge played at Grant and Grant was the mega power with great athletes and Grant sent the house after him. They blitzed him on the weak side and he handled it. And I wasn't, I don't want to say I was in awe and I'm thinking this guy's a player. 
you can handle these guys. And that was his coming out party. And he, he, he's only just over six foot tall. So he's never been that big bodied Cam Newton, Tom Brady type of guy. And he initially committed to Washington state. Um, and then Notre Dame offered him and his parents, he's got very close to his parents and his brother, Nolan. And they said, you owe it to yourself to, Take that! Rec- it's Notre Dame. Take it's the recruiting Notre trip. Dame. And so <laughs> that's kind of his character. Probably doesn't surprise you, Ron, where he thought, well, I don't want to be noncommittal. I don't want to bail on somebody. Well, he haven't signed a letter of intent yet. Yeah, so yeah, he goes on the trip, time. takes his parents, and he said he was walking across the grounds, and he sees touchdown Jesus, and he goes, it hit me. This place yeah. is special. And oh, yeah. then he has to try to soar up the the the, 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 the you know the depth chart they're they're getting all american quarterbacks from all across the country becomes a starter his sophomore year three-year starter winning as coach winning as quarterback in program history and the coaches brian kelly and his teammates say he he, he rallies a team they believe in him you saw that that's some of his greatness and oh, yeah. that's big and so he he's a, a fourth round pick of the saints and a guy who signed off on him was Drew Brees who Brees. did who who watched a lot Very of Very similar to exactly it. same size and same character and he said this guy can play and Drew Brees and coach Sean uh, Payton hey you know look at that guy and Brees is stepping out is retired he's got a shot yeah. he's got a shot and and uh yeah, he's easy they're, to, they're actually he's switching a, locations and you know Drew Brees is going to be announcing uh Notre Dame football games. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. And so that's how we had some insight. And so um, one thing that Coach Eric Cavalier, he was the coach at Oak Ridge before Casey Taylor took over, you know, Eric, for a long time. And you've said this too, Ron. um, Ian Book's uh, best friends in high school years ago are his best friends now. And so he's remained loyal. He comes over to the Eldorado Saloon with his friends. And he hasn't hasn't gotten big-headed or big-time. He's still a genuine local guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he comes in. Um, you know, I think what hit me uh, the most is when I, d- I finally got a chance to, g- to get over to Indiana, and uh, uh, it was during a, a spring football game for Notre Dame. So I, I didn't get to see a, a true home game, but, you know, they spring football, it's pretty close. So we, yeah. uh, I go there, and visiting Ian and hanging out with him and going to go get, you know, breakfast, go get, you know, we're eating dinner at night you go around to these places, you don't realize how big he is. Yeah. I mean, there are people constantly coming up to ask for an interview. And the, but when he comes home, he does not expect that. Yeah. He's at the saloon. He could be at the saloon, um, you know, hanging out. And, you know, people who know him will come up to him. But he, he is such a genuine individual. Uh, he does a great job handling everything he's been um, thrown. It's been thrown to him. And, and it's a... What, is there a bigger pressure cooker job in college football than the quarterback at Notre Dame? Notre and, Dame and, you know, and he, he, I've talked to him a bunch over the years for stories, and he you know, becomes a target when he struggles in a game or they don't win the national championship and fans being petty, they're fans, and they unleash on him. And he kind of laughed it off, but, yeah, it's going to sting you a little bit. Um, you know, and that's, um, that's part of it. And but he he's answered the call big time. And he got drafted. A lot of guys, a lot of six foot quarterbacks don't get drafted. But no. he has the intangibles, and he's got a cannon arm. He does. To get back to your question about his, you know, high school buddies, you know, so when you know we finished, we got a chance to go to um, his senior senior night at Notre Dame. Yeah, his last home game at at uh, at the at the stadium. Uh, I was surprised because my son Brock, which is his really good friend, has been to Indiana several times, hanging out with him all weekend long, you know, for a week or a time. Uh, 
we get onto the field and all the, I was surprised how many Notre Dame football players hang out, asked to, Brock to take pictures with them, like the entire offensive line oh, shit. said, Brock, oh, come on over here, buddy. And they, they you know, they, they wanted him in the picture. Oh, so wow. Ian, you know, he, he treats his friends and he wants to introduce them to his new friends, his new, you know, uh, through Notre Dame. And he's just a, a phenomenal guy in that manner. He's no, easy to root for. Yeah, he's he's super easy to root for. I've been following him on social media for a while. I, I know when he played at Oak Ridge, I had a couple of uh, buddies who had kids who played uh, baseball there, so I would follow the program a little bit and and uh, remember hearing about Ian. And then when he got when he went to Notre Dame, I remember um, seeing him come back every now and then because I was following him on on Instagram or or Facebook or something. I'm friends with his girlfriend on Facebook, so I knew that. That that he comes back all the time. He's got this strong family connection. Um, there was a once when I saw that he was at Saloon that I was going to hustle down. There. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get that interview. Uh, I never did because I don't like bugging people. But uh, but yeah, he seems to handle it very well. Uh, when he got the call, that's uh, those those calls. Uh, I know you've seen them, and I'm sure you've seen them as well. When when the kids get the calls. Uh, from the NFL draft, from the NFL yeah, draft, and the coach calls him, and uh, it's like you you well up a little bit, man. It's like they're super emotional, and and his was even a little more emotional because he was here in El Dorado Hills at his family's house, and you know he's got his girlfriend there, he's got his dad there, his mom there, and and for them to see that, that must have been huge for you too, knowing him so well. Oh, it was it was incredible, um, great experience. You know, you you do you get emotional about it, but yeah. um, you know we. We expected it at some point, um, sure. and it, and then I think you know he he did he, he probably was picked a little uh, earlier than expected. I think oh, he was like fifty slots um, in the overall draft, right? Uh, sooner than, than there was than speculation later. that he wouldn't get drafted at all. The NFL there drafts was. only seven rounds, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but you know the character, uh, the story I did on him entering the draft, and we were talking about the combine and how he's doing and and um, what's going to happen, and you know laughed about his first high school or his first. He's eight years old, and he, yeah. he gets sacked, and he's got uh, mud in his or uh, dirt and grass in his face mask. And I said, you know, you've never, you've never been in trouble. You, you've never said anything outlandish. You, you, you've never had any legal issues. Uh, and he said, hey, character counts. And when I'm talking to these NFL executives, a lot of it was on Zoom because of the COVID. And he goes, that's not something I had to explain. I yeah. didn't have to defend why I slugged somebody or why Baker i Mayfield's flunked a cat now. class and because the nfl people will dig into their high school oh, yeah. coaches and find out what kind of what was he like in class what kind of teammate right. they, you know this is an in big time investment of, the, of millions of dollars yeah, absolutely and he was he said and i said what's your theme he goes stay out of trouble be a good person be that good person and he um he held a uh, a quarterback camp at notre dame um, right around the, right before the draft, maybe it was right after, I can't remember. And he said, it was right before. And he he said, I didn't even know if we were going to have 20 kids. It's the Ian Book quarterback. They had 250 to 300. Because, you know, he goes, I went from nervous, like, are we going to have anybody there? And he just had another one. And so his appeal is dripping down to the youth and, and where people could say, that's, that's the kind of kid you emulate. You work hard. You're a good student. You don't have to be as big as the house you know you could be an average ordinary guy at six foot and, and just do good things 
I would love yeah, to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I, listening to you guys talk about Tom Brady, you know, earlier, it, it's Tom Brady stays out of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, he he kind of does this until thing. he threw the super, until he threw the Lombardi Trophy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and then walked out drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a twenty-year career, so, so yeah. over the twenty years, I mean, we can give him a few, yeah. right? But no, yeah, exactly. No, but consistently, I think that's what you know he wants to do. Well, in, in you know, I think Ian does a good job of seeing, uh, you know what other guys are doing, mm-hmm. the guys who are successful, maybe the guys that he liked to emulate. The, the, he does a good job of, of putting that all together, and, and that's who he's going to be. No, that's great. So you're um, you're a longtime business owner, um, the Eldorado Saloon. Um, I remember catching up to you. I wasn't doing – there was no, no there wasn't a lot of sports going on, so I I told my boss, I said, I'm going to go talk to some of the, the business owners. We, you and I talked, and how did you handle it? How crushing was it? Uh, you can't – you know, you were closed. Um, there were stop and starts. Um People like to get out. People want to, I think, looks like boom, business is booming. The state is open. How hard was it for you? You had to lay people off. They're like family. A lot of them are high school kids that knew your kids. Um, what a great summer job for kids or, or during the academic year before they go to college or even when they're in high school and college. But it was uh, it was a rough sledding there, wasn't it? Yeah, it's tough. it was tough. Um, it's a challenge. You don't prepare yourself for a situation like that. I mean, who, who can... Who, what business can really prepare uh, oh, for something like that? Yeah, uh, um, I've always been under the impression that the restaurant and bar business was impenetrable. Right. <laughs> you just right. say, hey, it's always busy. But then um, when a virus comes around, uh, that changes everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, letting, uh, you know, I've always, uh, I believe in my uh, employees that are that, that work for us. You know, we, we try to be work close with them. I know what's going on for the most part, like in their families when they share with me because I want to help them out. Um, so to let people go when they have, when they, when they're responsible for families was yeah. difficult, yeah. um, letting kids under, you know, young kids, like you said that, you know, we hire for, you know, for the high school, um, letting them know that, you know, Hey, this is not everything goes well. Life is not fair. We've always said that in our football meetings, life is not fair, but this is one of the t- times where you're going to now really understand what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> so. Right. right. When, when now, so now you guys are. You've been full open now for a while, um, but people are having a hard time getting employees to come back and keeping employees, uh, incentives being set up for people to not work and things of that nature. But how's it going with you guys? Are you guys able to get your employees back? Were you able to, are you full staffed or having any troubles with that in that area? Yeah. So during, during the COVID and, and all the, uh, the times where it's the most challenging when things were shut down and thinking, we, we had a lot of support from our community. You yeah. know, we, we've always, um, it's been part of our mission in as, a, as an owner um, of the saloon is to invest into the community. Yep. Uh, we do that with our time. Uh, we do that with some money. We do that fundraising. You know, we, do, we try to be a part of the community. We live in it, yep. so we want to be part of it. Um, we got a lot of support during, you know, takeout only times. You can't, right. you know, come in. Um, however, we are lucky because of our situation when they did start to open up outside we had we have a large patio as you know we yep. hold 80 people yeah. uh we were uh, our landlord allowed us to expand our patio onto the into the parking the lot parking lot yeah I saw that so gosh yeah. we had like 150 seats yeah outside so we were we were at 100% capacity yeah during times you know whether it was a weather issue raining you know we we'd have to do the pop ups i mean you, right so businesses right. were investing thousands of dollars i know it's important to try to be part of these grants and in these in these loans and right. what the government's trying to help but i'll tell you even with those it's just a struggle you yeah. know you just because you have to manage that money where where's this money going to go you know i want to invest it into the employees 
um, I need to invest into, you know, our, our situation, you know, provide for, you know, business. And, um, and we, we made it through it and I think we, uh, we're stronger for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited for uh, everything to be open. Yeah, well, you, I think, got, you got a great reputation. It's a great spot. Yeah, it is. It's tasty. It's fun. Whether it's the misters and, um, you know, as as famous as Ron is, you know, if you coach high school football in uh, Oak Ridge, you you got yeah. a degree of that in yes, the community. You do. Yeah. But the most <laughs> famous person at your dinner table is your wife, Kat. She's uh, um, <laughs> she coached the Oak Ridge. Um, cheerleading squad to a state championship a couple of years ago that's they right. had none of that's right they didn't have a season um, joe i because have to, of COVID, I have to so interrupt that, you it's a national champion <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah, excuse me national championship yeah how did you get that wrong man <laughs> uh, well um i guess what i should have said is it, it took california a while to become um part of the national scope for cheerleading yeah, it was it not did. declared a sport um but she's outspoken and she's oh, fiery yeah. and she's proud and she was really bothered you know, here's cheerleading outdoors and, and these kids can't do it. And I think the coaches, whether it was your wife, Kat, with cheerleading or you with football, um, a lot of kids are, are doing okay up in Eldorado Hills, but, you know, meaning they got, uh, you know, mom and dad at home and they go to a good school, they live in, in a good community. But the COVID shut down the distance learning. Coaches were worried about the mental health on a lot of these kids. There were some kids who were pretty, um, whether it was up in Shingle Springs or in Elk Grove or Placer County, it was a toll and it was a concerning toll for, 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 for a lot of these kids. Absolutely. We, we, uh, you know, at Oak Ridge, we're, we are lucky. Uh, we're blessed with, you know, it's a good, strong community, great families. Um, it is a place where there's most people have means and, uh, there's a lot of support. When you see those kids, um, that don't have a lot to really complain about or shouldn't, but then when COVID takes over, and you see uh, changes, and we saw changes in 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 kids. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we we had we tried to do something at Oak Ridge once a month as a team um, building concept. We would have a bonfire. We would um, we would do uh, a movie night. Uh, we would do we just did different events. We even had a paintball um, fight, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just out something outside of football, but just to keep them going because. They didn't have PE. They didn't have any of these classes. Right. They, they weren't really going to school. So it was, yeah. it was, uh, it, it was fun to, to come up with and be you know, fun to come up with. You know, and, and you know, for both of you guys here, a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, the COVID, it's not fair. The kids are trying to get scholarships. Well, 1% of high school kids in America get a full athletic scholarship. So really, 99% of the kids were the ones who were struggling. Yeah. Whether they're yeah. in theater, band, um, um, football, basketball, baseball, any sport, freshman kid, sophomore kid, varsity kid. Uh, and so thank goodness we're, we're past that. And California was, is the most populated state in America, 40 million people. Um, and yeah, we know. a lot of schools were closed down. I think we're past that now. Um, the COVID testing was, 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 uh, was a disaster in some, you know, Oak Ridge got, I think a full schedule. Uh, of six games, all pushed back to the spring. Some schools only had two games. Some only had one, including yeah. like Elk Grove High School, which is as tradition rich as anybody around here. Yeah. And um, that was a burnout. And I don't know if that played a role in you stepping down. Um, I always think that the, the 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 best coach, the best job for high school coaching is the assistant coach. You coach your guys. You know, you coach your running backs or your linebackers, and then you go home and you're done with it. If you're the head coach, Casey Taylor's new, the new head coach, you burden the whole program. But but there were a lot of head coaches who bowed out because of COVID, all the pressure, all the stuff, and they're just exhausted, and a lot of assistant coaches. So I'm not sure if that played a role, but it did for a lot of coaches. 
Yeah, you know, it, it didn't uh, it didn't play a role for me individually. Uh, I already had conversation with Eric Cavalier um, back um, in 2019. Oh, okay. um, I didn't know when I said, hey, this is my last year that I'd be coaching all the way into 2021. Right. Because um, we coached for 15 months. And it, it, it took a mental toll wow. on us because we were up and down, up and down. Are we going to have a season? Well, I planned uh, to step away this year. And... I really can't do that because we're still going and you know, it gets frustrating, you know, running, I'm trying to run a business. I had some plans and, uh, but I'm committed to the program. I was committed to the kids cause the kids were committed back to us. Right. I mean, they worked their butts off Monday through Thursday with a no Friday night for 15 months before yeah, it crazy. actually even, where's happened. the reward? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it, it was very difficult. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's it and, it and it was difficult for people, to, even the kids that weren't in sports, like my daughter, who is going to be in track this year, but but um, just going to school, entering high school, trying to, you know, you know, meet new people, trying to understand the curriculum, everything else. Uh, it just it took a huge toll. And in the EMS world where I where I come during the daytime, uh, come from the, during the daytime, we, we saw a huge rise in. Uh, suicide attempts um, and unfortunately suicide uh, successes. Um, it, it just was a very tough time. But uh, through it all, I, I've you know I know that you guys uh, were very strong pillars uh, in the community, um, not only for in the business world, but but showing the kids um, what true leadership is about. So I wanted to uh, say thank you for that. Uh, and, and that we appreciate that. And, um, and I'm, uh, I'm always at uh, saloon and I know you guys, uh, are going to be, uh, you're going to be closed for 4th of July, right? But yes. you are going to be, but you're, you're open uh, all the other times of the year. And, um, it's been, it's been huge. I've seen the crowds. Um, you guys always followed safety precautions throughout this whole, t this whole thing, which, which is kudos to you guys as well. Um, all the food there's amazing. The nachos are my favorite. Oh, the, the drinks. Beer's great. The beers are cold. <laughs> the beers are cold. The beers are great. So um, we'll be uh, out there more. We want to get out there and do a show live out there. We'll have to go out there and do we that. We need to do it. We, we actually have Pepsi products, too. Ah, uh, yes. Go, so. I know you do because I remember asking the waitress. I was like, you got Coke? She goes, no, it's Pepsi. I said, bring it on, yeah. mama. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So uh, Ron <laughs> Martin, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, former assistant uh, football coach at Oak Ridge High School and owner of the El Dorado Saloon. Make sure you go check them out and make sure you get all the food and drinks you can I'm telling you once you go there it'll be one of your favorite places and Ron's uh, hands on Ron is there oh, Ron is and Cat are there cats the, uh, yeah. the greeter and uh, no Ron thanks for joining us always good to see you yep. yeah I appreciate it good take you. a quick break we'll be right back in just a few minutes with Fearless keep it here alright yeah huh yeah yep yep alrighty good uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was fun. You the man. You the man. Piece of cake. Yeah. Yeah. Gave good insight on Ian Book, what he was like in high school and college, and now I think that's awesome. I think I, I, that makes him Ian, so refreshing. I'll, I'll get Ian Brock over here. That, that, That'd be awesome. Would be fun. Uh, when does he report back? Uh, he's got to go back in. Uh, well, it's in, it's in July. He's here for about three more weeks. Let, let's get him next week. Yeah. They're they're heading to. Uh, they're heading to Scottsdale. Okay. A hundred percent. If you could get, if you could get your son, yeah. She, yeah, she'll get it all taken yeah. care. Of. That'd be great, dude. Uh, and if you could come in with them, that'd be awesome, yeah, man. I would. Uh, I'll do that. Uh, and he's he's a good interview. He's he's uh he's got stuff to say. Yeah. 
Uh, no, he's um, no, he's he's gonna if he keeps his he'll keep his nose clean. If he even has a, sm- a smidgen of success, he'll be the poster boy for the NFL. He he could be a ten year guy. Uh, we don't know how many years he'll start, but it, there's always room for guys like that on a roster. Well, he's in a perfect situation. He yeah. really is, yeah. man, with a great he's coach not too. Dissected, it's a good. And there's a wide open job. It's not like Breeze is there anymore. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. We'll come back and hit on the uh, influential players, or yeah, I've got a um, yeah, we got to hit that because we teased it. So we'll yeah. do that real quick, and then we'll wrap up with him. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll wrap with that. We'll we'll do the emails first, and we'll wrap with that. I'm trying to find the uh, screenshot of the guy that that uh, texted me about or the emails that I got. Oh wait, only a few athletes have respect for the flag. Yeah, there's just two of them. I'm just gonna do two of them. They're pretty quick. Um, but uh, hold on, let's see if I can find. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got it. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll come back. Um, we'll do uh, two quick. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. We'll do we'll do the quick uh, list of emails. I only picked two. Uh, so we'll do that for, you know. Will, will the email be put up? Can yeah, we put a point up there and say, hey, send us an email? Yeah, I'll send it to him. Yeah, I'll send okay. it to him. Because yeah. you said to point to the screen anytime we want to yeah, yeah. emphasize something. Yeah, and then uh, and then we'll wrap with the influentials. All right, and, and so we'll do that. I, I got the full email. It'll be a screenshot. I can't screen record. I got an Android. Yeah. Yeah. Screenshot. Yeah. I'm a grown man, so I do Androids. <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> Are you iPhone? I am then? iPhone. I'm a creature habit. Yeah. It it's funny because uh, you know when when I played high school football and uh, I Ron. Uh, carries himself like a high school football coach you always you sit up a little bit higher you know you you straighten up a little bit you want to make sure you're minding your your p's and q's when you got the when you got a i a, saw him a, a lot in action I yeah saw him, uh, i go to practices and the fun part about going to a high school practice or a king's practice is you get to talk to the assistant coaches yeah and you get a lot of information you know a lot of it's off the record you just say hey how's it going and mm-hmm. um and it's always good to see ron and um and when he said that they're a, a part of the community they really are it's a small town feel and right. that's what you know kind of what makes high school football fun when the whole community is out um and, and the community does go and support so that's that's yeah. not, he's not coaching right now but he's still involved he'll still go to the games you can um, you can take and the it's coach hard to stay out, out of the game right yeah. you can't and take he may the come back the coach yeah he'll come back yeah He's we'll, no choice. We'll, 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 we'll put him, him on blast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll just keep we'll keep bugging him until he comes back. It's it's funny you mentioned about the high school. Like uh, even when I was in high school, way back in like the forties, uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was always like a huge community thing. And I I you know I went to high school in the Bay Area, so it it you know there was it was so big, and you had schools like Mission San Jose, and you had Sarah, and you had. Uh, 
um, uh, geez, he had a, I mean, he had the big powerhouse schools. Right. De La Salle. De La Salle out right. there. Uh, and then there's Newark Memorial. We were in the Mission Valley Athletic League. The basketball but, school. But it, <laughs> this is Keith we Brooks, who was removed, school, yeah. who was dismissed from the team. Did, <laughs> yeah. did Vance Wahlberg answer that question? He, was the, he later became an assistant coach. He asked me, he said, did I have you in uh in any of my classes i said yeah i had you for health and safety he goes did you piss me off during health and safety i said Regularly. probably <laughs> yeah so he's like that's probably why i cut are you, you are you coachable no are you defiant <laughs> yes okay. absolutely like yeah. i was always getting kicked out you know, weird I play, right I, I played high school sports in oregon small town up in the northeastern corner of the state uh, enterprise high school we were the savages you good know, not, God, man! You know, not the best mascot, and then and then it became <laughs> the Outlaws, which is just as offensive. Oh, good! Why not the uh, M16s or yeah, something? The, the, you know the, uh, the, the or the <laughs> flying idiots. bullets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and you, know, you think about your coaches, even your assistant coaches. You don't want to disappoint them, right? You know those no, are those no. are like your first bosses. It, it, it's, they're it's, like it's, a father figure. Well, yeah. or they might be a guy you like better than your father. Yeah, you know, yeah. Might be, it happens might, a lot. For yeah, it might be the first time a, a, a male figure. Um, had confidence in you and believed in you. Uh, I had great, you know, my dad, my stepdad, but a coach would, uh, you know, and I ran track and field as well and played football. And, and to have a coach believe in you helps because we're not, we weren't all stars, you no. know, we, you know, uh, and so, uh, no, that's good stuff. So, Hey, we got to, we got a big topic. What? Uh, yeah. Well, there's it. a couple of things. So we we we've had people uh, write in, and I've told people before you can write in. You can check us out on our social media. You can go on mine, uh, Boondock Underground. It's a uh, uh, Boondock the Entertainer is my Instagram, uh, the Podcast Lounge uh, on Instagram as well. You can go and you can send messages in, and that's the new email. Um, and we also have email as well. We'll give it to you uh, on the screen, and we'll give uh, you our. Uh, our handles uh, on the screen as well, maybe up here. Normally we say make here. the email civil, but you know what the heck? Make uh, it uncivil. There is no FCC regulations yeah. here. You can say be what you want. Be uncivil. Be barbaric. Now, I have other shows, and I do get a little uh, <laughs> a little uh, colorful, so I don't. I try not to do it on this one just to try to keep it semi-family friendly. I mean, Ron Martin's looking at me, man, so I don't want to piss off the coach. Uh, but, but you can send those questions, and I took two because these ones seem to be the most incendiary, and I really just want to word. use the word yeah I'm I'm not, like in all my years of writing i'm not yeah. sure i don't even know how to spell no, it stop stop so i haven't used that so I'll, I'll drop that in a uh yeah. should be the name of the show uh, the only reason i know that show uh that is a great high tip don't don't mess me up now uh the only reason i even know that word is from the movie um is from the movie almost famous there you go when uh when he's talking about incendiary it's incendiary you know? <laughs> i was like that's such a great word i'm gonna write it down I don't know how to spell it, but I'm going to incendiary. Uh, a couple of topics. All right. So someone sent in a message and it said, um, I was watching the hammer throw in the Olympics. Uh, only a few athletes seem to have respect for the flag and the anthem. I'm really getting sick of it. Not really a question, but more of a topic. Uh, what do you think about athletes disrespecting the national anthem and the flag? So uh, to get a little quick little background, uh, I is it the hammer throw? The hammer throw that, that, that this, this athlete uh, was because it's the what you swing the thing yes. around it. and it's it's a it's a metal ball on a on a, on a steel chain and Gw yeah. Gwen Berry's her name. Um, Gwen Berry, that's this was the uh, in, in Eugene, Oregon, the USA uh, track and field trials, um, right. the American Championships. I've covered a bunch of those up in Eugene. Sacramento's hosted them a bunch at, at Sacramento State, and so you know the winners, the top placers represent the Olympic team. Uh, it's a fair question. It's been a topic of, of uh, debate 
an issue and discord um, for years since Colin Kaepernick um, yeah. with the 49ers. But it, even before that. It's, 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 it's probably cost him yeah. his playing career because nobody's uh, signed him. That and his rag arm. Yeah, and, and so here's Gwen Berry, and she did it in the 2019 Pan American Games. Um, uh, I'm going to go first on this. I, yeah. I think... Um, you know, there's free speech, so um, oh my you god, you took your off form. the glasses. Too. You're did. serious, bro. Well, I mean, you know, you're uh, in serious. I can't read otherwise. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, so she has that platform and that right. Yeah. Um, as a media person, when you go to an event like that, you you really don't want to cover that. Not because you're ignorant to what her statement might be, yeah. um, but that's not the storyline you're looking for. Right, and right, right. it's a side story. Um, if she wants to be available to the media and talk more about that, that's fine. If she doesn't, then that's a shallow message. And if she only wants to drive traffic to her Instagram to to uh, talk, uh, to, to rebuttal what people are saying. That's what Kaepernick so, did. Exactly. And, and a lot of people, understandable, everybody has an opinion, are saying, um, if you don't love America, then leave. Well, she loves America. She... Uh, is is using this as a, a a platform that says she she thinks that there's still a lot of social issues. Does that, she though? Well, I, we have to believe what she says. Is she, is and I don't a, like that she put a uh, you know a t-shirt on her head that yeah. said um, a, you know athlete activist. Um, time and place. Um, yeah. it, it but it's the same thing. You know, are you ready to come back and watch sports? Um, a lot of people said I don't want to. I don't want that part of the. Yeah. Um, storyline and um and yeah. so um but i think if she's going to you know she also has a form she could write a, a, a commentary she could do a, um have a press conference and all that um yeah, she could go to some uh, yeah schools and, or and, but it, it does upset a lot of people i think in um I, i'm all for people having a platform to do whatever if, if they're if they're truly educated in it and they truly believe in it i never thought for one second kaepernick believed in it and he also wouldn't give interviews about it he wouldn't talk to anybody about it. the president of the united states asked him to come to the White House and talk to him, he wouldn't do it. It's like, it's because I don't think he can string together enough sentences, and I don't think he really knows what he's talking about. And if you really want to talk about, like, and I don't want to get too deep into it because I have a political show and I'll start, my head will pop off. But it's like, if you really want to get into, like, social justice and, and, and systemic racism and all that stuff, at least understand what you're talking about. I would love to sit down with her and be like, okay, explain to me what you're talking Where's the system that you're talking about that 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 is fostering this racism? I, I just I, I'm not trying to suggest that there are aren't athletes that don't feel that way, but I just feel like it's a cheap shot, and it's like a really bad place to do it. You're sitting there, you 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 look like a malcontent. She's on there, she's got her third place trophy, right? She's she's and she's she's pissed that the that she's folding her hands and turning her back on the national it's anthem. It's a bad look. It's a she bad turned look. her back. Yeah. Um and I'm not even know, I, have, I I understand her being passionate as media guys, you know, we love a good storyline. You'd better talk about it. And you'd better yeah, give examples. Yeah. Um maybe she had some issues uh, personal where she felt um uh targeted or or profiled um or didn't have a, a fair opportunity um you know and i could certainly see the argument personally say hey you 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 have a gift mm -hmm. you are an olympian um it'll be interesting to see if it carries over to the olympics yeah um and you know this even sprinkled down to the high school specter uh, a few years ago when colin kaepernick was taking a knee and so i was calling local high school coaches um you know, are your kids doing this? And some of the coaches would say, hey, we don't mind if the kids talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's right. have an open forum on campus and at the quad and talk about it. But we're not going to have three football players out of 45 take a knee because it looks like a team divided. Yeah, exactly. And then I would talk to some kids 
and they, you know, my, my parents went through this. My dad, okay, I, I could see that. I talked to other kids. Why do you take the knee? I don't know. It just looks cool. That's not the right answer. No, and, and yeah. So, you- so some of the kids were educated. They were informed. Others were just doing it because I thought that was, that was cool. Yeah, I would love to have those kids come in here and sit down and talk, and, and then I can uh, I can listen to what they have to say and then, you know, set them straight. Yes. Uh, the other one that came in came in from a guy named Mike Whitaker, uh, who hit, hit me on Instagram, said, transgender men in a woman contact sport like MMA, isn't that basically a form of abuse? Why is it allowed for a man, uh, why is it, allowed for a man to beat a woman in the ring such as this why is this even supported or advocated for because someone thinks that they're a woman and uh, we're all supposed to be okay with this um so he's talking about uh, you know it happened in mma you have a transgender uh was a man now all of a sudden's a woman surprise and uh and they're kicking everyone's ass right, right. uh the the one player that uh was i don't know was track and field or something and and, and it was like ranked 250th in the country and then when the woman's track right. it's like uh and so i think it that's, doesn't fit it's it's yeah it's it's, it's up to, and there's states now that are starting to pass laws uh that say that men even if you've transitioned you're not allowed to play in women's sports. And, you know, I think if, if, if I'm okay with, like, Caitlyn Jenner and people like that who decide that they want to become a man or, or you decide you want to become a woman, uh, knock yourself out. But, but I think that there still has to be some lines drawn. Let's, here, here's, a, a nice, um, here's a nice medium, right? I won't bug you about deciding that you want to wear perfume and wear a purse and go become a chick all of a sudden. That's on you. Uh, but you're not going to force me to say, yeah, go on, use my daughter's bathroom, and and you know, you can compete in uh, in women's uh, high school or college sports. To me, that's that's uh, like a nice medium we could we could uh, come up with. So when you think of Caitlyn Jenner, um, who years ago was Bruce Jenner, and 1976 was the most famous athlete Olympic in the world, athlete, exactly, yeah. great athlete, uh, all time greatness. Um, even Caitlyn Jenner has said it's not fair. Yeah. Uh, transgender women should not be doing, uh, should not be in, in women's sports. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where it should end right there. It should end. I mean, that, that is the ultimate, it would be a lot more dicey if Caitlyn Jenner said no fairness and all that. No, I mean, that's where they should draw a line. And, um, it just draws, um, I, I just don't agree with it. Uh, I think I, I agree with you, Keith, that if you want to be, uh, if you want to be a man and you want to be a, uh, be a woman, that's fine, but don't, don't suddenly try to compete. It's it's different. Yeah, and it's dangerous. You know, yeah. you got a you got a man who's in a ring, who still has man muscles and man body, and and is now beating the crap out of some woman in right. a ring. It's just to me, it's, and you know, what? I don't think people would watch. Message, I think people would largely not watch, and it, yeah. it goes right back to the yeah. consumer again. I think so as well. Um, all right, so let's transition out of that real quick, and we'll go to this. Um, you know, I I. I did say that uh, I was going to reveal whether or not I would go to any more sporting events and stuff. So here's what I've come down with before we end with our um, with our uh, most influential NBA players, real quick. Uh, I have decided that I, I when if if NBA basketball, which I I do want to see, I do want to see how it's going. And 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 to be fair, 
Um, they've pulled back a little bit on the Black Lives Matter on the courts and stuff like that. I think they saw that they were they were kind of crossing some lines. Well, the consumer, the consumer is not speaking. Taking it. Yeah, right. um, and so um, when it's on in passing, I'll watch. I will read. So that should be, you know, that's a good thing for, for guys like you. Mm-hmm. I will read uh, what happens. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to turn it on. I'm not going to attend. I've been offered uh, uh, tickets to go see the A's, tickets to see the Giants, which will never happen. And uh, anyway. Next even week, Keith Jesus Burke talks there. about yeah. attending a Giants game. <laughs> and unless they're playing somebody that I like. And uh, and I've said no because my because what Major League Baseball did, taking the All-Star game out of Georgia, taking a political stance, saying that voter ID was racist and all stuff, asinine to me. And I just I would just rather you just do your job you do your job, and I will come and support you. Um, when LeBron James isn't mouthing off about politics and stuff that he is clearly uneducated on, um, I think people like that. The ratings spiked for the NBA, um, and it isn't because you've got small market teams playing. It's because a lot of people think it's because LeBron James is out. Now, it's, it, it may just be that you know they're tired of seeing LeBron James every single year, but at the same time, they feel like that mouthy, SLB is gone. Now I can go ahead and watch. I still won't do it. Not until they get out of the politics. I want to go see the Dodgers play in LA so bad. I can't. I'm not going to do it. Um, it, I I will give football a chance, but if they piss me off with politics, that's off too. So that's where I sit right now. And the rest of the country is on the same page with ratings, with, uh, uh, with money, with butts in the seats. Um, it's all been, and now we, we had COVID and now it's opened and people are starting to come in droves. But I think if it, this is baseball and NFL and the NBA's opportunity to, to scale back on the politics and, and welcome those fans back. Kind of like when the baseball, you know, had their, uh, their, their, uh, um, uh, lockout, or when they had the when they had the uh, the strike, right? right? And then they finally came back, and you had Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, you know, battling out nineteen ninety eight or so, yeah, right? Going up against uh, Roger Maris, like that brought people and it galvanized them, and they and they didn't have any issues for a while. This is an opportunity for sports to to go ahead and, and embrace those fans now. You know, a year ago uh, we had the NBA playoffs, no fans. It was a bubble atmosphere, piped in Goofy. crowd noise. It yeah. was it was it was a turnoff. I think that certainly played a role in the tanking. Yeah, it definitely. You, know, did. you think about the NBA. Of all sports, basketball fans make it feel like an event. Yeah, um, so close. We, we we got tired of the cardboard cutouts and the board fans. You know, we had uh, images of that last week on yeah, on the weird. show. And um, you know, you look at the Phoenix Suns and uh, the great crowds that Phoenix has, oh, yeah. and in Milwaukee, so all across the country, in Atlanta with the with the with the Hawks and uh, and with the Lakers. Uh, I'm sorry, the Clippers. Um, you know, and and people are ready to get back out. We talked to Ron Martin. Are people coming back out? You know, people want to. People like to celebrate a sporting event. People want to go to. A, you know, the saloon to have a good time, and yeah. I think people want um, normalcy without politics. I think there's a time and place. Uh, kudos to the NBA for for touching on it. You you've got. Um, um, owners who are trying to um, work with their players, black players, you know, these star players, and they, they want to have their voice. But you can't, it, it's not sustainable long-term, Keith. You can't do it yeah. every game, every season. And I would be surprised if we see much of that next NBA season and this NFL season. It would be a good idea, I think, for those players who are really concerned about things like that to maybe uh, have that uh, voice in a different forum, uh, because what what people like me and a lot of fans see is you've got really rich, um, uh, powerful 
uh, athletes bitching about non-fairness. Right. And and I'm trying to figure out how to pay PG&E. So I don't want to hear your I don't want to hear your ass. Right? right. So so if it's really that bad, then why are you going to take a golden parachute to your three million dollar home? I don't want to hear it, man. Right. You know what I mean? So so if there is issues and you want to really talk about it and open it up, then maybe open it up on a different form. And and some guys in pro sports do a good job and say, um, you know, if. You know, a black athlete will talk about how black lives matter. Well, all lives matter, they might argue. It said, well, they all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Okay, well, let's have that discussion. Yeah, well, but okay. let's not let's not make it a focal point for every game, every season. Yeah. Uh, pick and choose. Um, the media is always, you're a longtime media guy, me, always looking for a good story. Yeah. Um, but so. sometimes it gets, um, you know, it, it, I think we've gone that far. Yeah. Um, and, 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 yeah and you're right. People don't want to hear about... Um, you know, the, this uber wealthy guy, yeah. and some of these guys are making $40 million a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, do they really, you know, it's just um, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Um, and with that, we will wrap it up with this. So this did come out, speaking of the NBA, there was a story that came out on ESPN talking about uh, the four most influential players in NBA history. And it was Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Steph Curry. Uh Okay, so this generation, uh, yeah, yeah, and this was all. This was supposed to be all time, right? So, um, I'll, I'll give you mine real quick. What I think is wrong with the list um, is, first of all, Michael Jordan's going to be on the list. He just is he transformed everything um, and turned and turned. You know, having a sneaker into a multi became the first you know, billion dollar global, yeah. Guy, Brand. yeah, um, unbelievable. And still making bi- billions. Um, so yeah, so he and an all-time great player, all-time. six and zero in the NBA Finals, all-time great defensive Competitor, player. Yeah, yes. just unbelievable. And for me, so he belongs. There's no, my, there's he no definitely doubt. belongs. But he's not even the first guy that should be on the list. No, I not. He wouldn't be the first guy on my list. Although he, you know, it's almost like the Mount Rushmore. You're talking about four. Um, Kobe, I had a lot of respect for. I thought his work ethic was amazing. Um, LeBron obviously has 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 had a huge imp- uh, impact on the NBA and the fans, certainly in this generation. Um, and then uh, Steph Curry uh, changed the game as far as, as shooting. Far as shooting. Never seen a shooter like him. With if, his range, too. Yes. Range is ridiculous. Uh, if it were me, my four uh, would, be, uh, would be Bill Russell, uh, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. Those are the those are the four guys. Now I'm a little bit of a, 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 a that's a product of my generation as well. So although Bill Russell was 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 before my time, uh, I'm, I was a student of the game. I, I so I, I paid attention to those things. But for me, those were transformative figures, uh, and I think were the most influential at that time. Larry Bird, uh, not just great basketball player, but in a sport that's dominated by african-americans he came in and let's face it and help bring more uh, white fans back in the nba and this is all about eras and generations i would go with will chamberlain um i would go with uh in order um will chamberlain maybe even kareem abdul jabbar who was lulu alcindor who with muhammad ali in the late 60s changed his name Mm -hmm. um a muslim name um and it showed that and they talked about you know, their um, disagreement with the Vietnam War. So they became a- advocates before that was well-known. Yeah. Oscar Robertson um, was the first NBA player to really push for free agency. So yeah. that's transformative. Yeah. Um, yep. Magic Johnson totally, totally agreed. Larry Bird, they both came in at the same time. Yeah. NBA finals used to be tape delayed. Yeah. 
yeah. until the early until the early eighties. Those guys helped bring it up. Really they true. followed in the same footsteps as um, Dr. J, who kept NBA basketball exciting yep. in the seventies, and the ABA kept it alive. Um, King guys like that, and the New yeah. York Knicks. You know, you know Bill Russell, um, also the first uh, black NBA head coach. So that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. influential. I, I kind of think that Kobe Bryant and LeBron James are the same kind of kind player. Of same, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, uh, I think our list is better. Yeah, I think our I mean, list is better. Our, like, now, we, we, Russell, we agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, with Bill Russell, uh, had to deal with a lot of a uh, lot of racism, like and, true racism. And he did not warm up to Boston as a community until many years later. Way um, later. Yeah, you know, this is when fans, you know, predominantly. 99% white, and, um, you know, there was a lot of stories in the 70s, is the NBA too black? Yeah. And, you know, and then that's where Larry Bird comes along. Yeah. Um, you know, the great white hope. He didn't want that title. He's just a no. great player. Yeah. Um, my all-time team, well, this will be a good topic for another day, but if I'm going to start an all-time NBA team, three guys that are locks for me are Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Then you could have maybe Kareem or you could have Will. Yeah. But Sprinkle I'm going to have in. those three I agree. Anchors. I agree with that, 100%. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Okay, so listen, uh, Spotify, iTunes, you can check us out. Go to Boondock Underground. Under our umbrella, you'll see Fearless Sports with Joe Davidson and myself. Uh, you can uh, check us out, uh, Boondock the Entertainer, on Instagram. Uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, uh, you, you Instagram, give Joe Davidson Media. Twitter is uh, Sackby at Joe D underscore somewhere in there. And you're still writing for Sackby. So, you I'm know. on vacation. Oh, you're on vacation? That's how committed right. I am. I'm up here hanging out with you guys. That's but true, man. Like how three, many vacation days do you get, dude? I always, I'm like coaches. I take it all during the summer. Do you? Um, yeah. So I'm going to come up here. I'm going to go over to Ron and cause trouble. Uh, See, I, the I, thing about going to the saloons, I could get in trouble. Yeah. And if they try to tell me to leave, I, I know the owner. Yeah. <laughs> put it on him yeah. Uh, yeah so go check us out Spotify, iTunes, hope you had a good time and uh, we'll be right back here one week from now so make sure you keep it locked into Fearless Sports, thanks for hanging out yay man this GoPro is pissing me off what was it doing? Why that one's tripping? Is it a battery issue? We're gonna get a sponsor. No, we'll get a sponsor. We'll get a sponsor, and then I'll do the line for my own. Yeah. Just give me some copy of it. I will. You always add like add a little bit in your intro. I do. I just need some basics so that I can not say something. Trying to have you guys bring up the 1950s. Yeah, there was that. We did that last week. Yeah. Oh. I thought about that too, but then you're getting so long-winded. And <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. The structure of the. You know, and I didn't quite see it, but you know that. that